Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays. Today we're getting to know a US-based airline, United Airlines. United Airlines has been flying the friendly skies since 1926. United, along with their regional brand, United Express, operated more than 1.7 million flights, carrying more than 158 million passengers in 2018. Together, they have approximately 4,900 flights a day to 356 airports across five continents. Today, they operate a fleet of 784 aircraft flying to 78 destinations in the US and over 100 destinations across 73 countries internationally. So, to tell us all about United Airlines, Stephen and I are joined by Aoife Gregg, Leisure Sales Account Manager, and Martina Coogan, Country Sales Manager for Ireland and Northern Ireland. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having us. So, to start off, could you tell us a little bit about United Airlines? Well, you've kind of covered loads there, actually. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so United Airlines was born in 1926, and that was by Walter T. Varney, who started Varney Airlines, and then later Varney Speedlines in 1934. Um, Those two airlines would eventually be split out, and one would become United Airlines, and the other would be Continental Airlines. So a huge amount has happened in that time. Mm. So from the long, long history of United. Are there any standout moments? Yeah, there's some great things, actually. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to go through year by year. That would take a long time (laughs) to cover. Um, But for example, in 1930, um, United pioneered the notion of female flight attendants, which is a long time ago, um, creating a profession for women because a a huge amount of women didn't work in those Mm. days. And of course, we forget that now because uh, that's only the dream that we wish we had. <laughs> um, but all of those eight flight attendants were actually registered nurses as well. Oh, wow. So they had two different careers, yeah. um, which was really interesting. And also, um, aviation was, was very new and glamorous and luxurious. Um, but until 1936, um, there was no hot food served on board. Um, and United Airlines was the first one that actually brought in in-flight catering um, to have hot food for its passengers. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, and the first meals were fried chicken or scrambled egg. <laughs> Tasty, Solid meals, yeah. <laughs> but it was a strange no. combination. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it wasn't until the 1950s, actually, that male flight attendants um, were on board. So it was in the 1950s that we had um, our first male flight attendants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and these days, we kind of take it for granted that we have in-flight entertainment and all these movies and everything. But... Um, Again, uh, Continental Airlines was the first ones to actually introduce that in the 1960s. And we called it TV in the Sky, <laughs> um, that you could watch live TV um, in the in-flight lounges and on the flights. Oh, which, wow, live TV. Yeah, yeah, yes. which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've, we move further down the road into 1995. Um, the beloved 777 aircraft was introduced by United Airlines, um, which was a hugely close collaboration um, between ourselves, United and Boeing. Um, and we only said goodbye to that lovely aircraft uh, last year. Mm. So, oh, wow, it's yeah, a good service. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was 
it was such a loved, I mean, it, it was a pioneer in aircraft in the mm. day. And a lot of really air aviation buffs love the 777. Mm. Uh, so a lot of people were very sad to see that go. <laughs> but with that, I think, you know, that leads us on to what's happening nowadays. And, you know, the 777 was a great aircraft. Um, but now we're looking for more fuel efficient mm. air, aircraft. Um, and with that, you know, that's when we've brought a whole new fleet of aircraft in with Boeing. Um, and actually in March 2016, we became the first airline to use biofuels um, commercially uh, with our first flight that departed from L.A. Um, and then this year in June on World Environmental Day, uh, we had the first most eco-friendly commercial flight of its kind in aviation, uh, where we really utilised biofuel, um, zero carbon waste um, and carbon offset and um, operational efficiencies. So... The focus nowadays is not the bigger, the better. It's mm. the bigger, the more fuel efficient, mm. the better, the more um, eco-friendly, the better. Um, and it, that kind of leads us into us making the commitment to reduce our far carbon footprint uh, by 50% by 2050. So sustainability uh, is hugely At important to us nowadays. Yeah, A very pioneering airline. Very much yeah. so. Like yeah. Forced to everything. Yeah, we really are. On the ball. Um, yeah, but I, I suppose um, that's really why we've been around so long yeah. we've we've been the innovators and the pioneers in many different things and even just this year um we were also the first airline that brought in the dreamliner the new 787 dreamliner mm. aircraft with boeing in, in 2012 um, and we've actually launched that um on our dublin new york route this year the newest aircraft which is the 78710 version of that dreamliner have you been on it I presume yes, you have yet, yes, very yeah. lucky to be on was it. Yeah. Fab? Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> it's so new. It still has like a, like the new car smell, new aircraft smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there it's, such a thing? There is, is, there is. Martina, you can vouch as well. Yeah, You've been no, on it's it. Really it's, it has that new feeling and it's such a beautiful aircraft. It's so quiet. Takeoff is just so silent. Um, the mood reflecting and it's beautiful, mm. yeah. So could you tell us a bit about the new Dreamliner then? Yes, absolutely. Um, so we launched this brand new 78710 um, Dreamliner on the 23rd of May on a Dublin-New York route wow. um, into Newark Liberty International Airport. Um, this is state-of-the-art aircraft, as we were just talking about. Um, we've invested a lot in customer-friendly kind of onboard advancements. So we're really thinking about the customers when they're mm. getting on board. We have a brand new seatback entertainment system at every seat. Um, this entertainment system um, has split screen capability so you can watch a movie and view the flight map at the same time. Amazing. Um, if you'd like to invest your time in a box set watching um, watching it on the onboard system, it'll tell you you've only one hour left of the flight. You know, do you want to watch this? Or It's all smart technology. It's a good. bit like Netflix as mm. well. When you finish watching something, it'll give you an option to watch something else based on what you watch. So you can really see how far in advance we've come with um, yeah. onboard entertainment. Um, of course, with it being a Dreamliner, it's got mood lighting and it's supposed to, it has filtered air so you're supposed to come off the aircraft feeling refreshed um, mm. not too sure how refreshed you'd be after seven hours um, going to New York but still it's a much better flying yeah. experience for the customer as well um, also with the aircraft uh, we have 44 business class seats we've got 21 premium plus seats which is our new premium economy and we've 253 seats in economy so you can see we've a lot of seats there going across to uh, one of our most popular um, places to go 
And the premium economy is quite new as well, yeah, isn't it? So this was our big news story this year. We launched premium economy with this aircraft on the 23rd of May. We're the only carrier flying from Dublin to New York with premium economy. So we really feel it's a great service for customers that mm. might want to upgrade, um, even from a corporate perspective. Um, they can obviously fly in it as well. So it's a really lovely product. We've been both very lucky to fly in it as well. And it really is a lovely way to go yeah. across the Atlantic. Obviously, business class would be a lot nicer. The ideal way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really lovely product. Um, with Premium Economy, um, we've really invested in this cabin as well. It's a separate cabin on the aircraft. Okay. Um, so Saks Fifth Avenue does our blankets on board. They have a plush pillow as well in the cabin. You get the noise reducing headphones and obviously the complimentary amenity kit as well. You also get a larger seat back entertainment screen. So it really is enhanced from economy. We want the customer to think and know that they are in a premium service. You also get two free standard checked in bags, so that can be popular with the shoppers, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, you get um, the individual power outlets, USB chargers and a dedicated overhead bin as well. And they're larger than the ones in economy. Um, you'll also get your meal service. Your meal is served on China plates. You're given a menu to order off as well. So again, a more premium product and obviously complimentary beer and wine. And of course, with the seat, that's the most important thing because you're sitting in it for seven hours. It's a much more spacious seat with more leg room, elbow room and also a leg recline as well so a really comfortable way to go across the Atlantic definitely sounds, sounds like we're yes. spending a little bit extra yeah. Would be, definitely yeah. would be much extra between that and economy yeah it depends obviously on peak the season and um, an off peak as well mm. um, I think if you were going across for a honeymoon in particular I think it would be worth investing mm. yeah, just definitely. to really you can do it one way as well you can go out in premium and come back in economy mm. um, in our economy cabin we also have economy plus which is at the front part of our economy cabin and it's just an extra six inches of leg room but it really makes a difference for mm. the customers flying definitely. back so it might be nice to mix and match yeah, both yeah, yeah. Wow, so what what are your most popular routes for Irish passengers um, from the main hubs of uh, Chicago and Newark? Um, I'll take it from the corporate side yeah. because corporate and leisure is very, very different mm. as to where people go to. So obviously we fly from Dublin to Washington, Chicago and Newark, New York from Dublin. And mm. then we do Shannon, Newark on a seasonal basis as well. Um, but uh, we have a huge amount of corporate traffic that goes between Ireland and the US Um and, you know, we must remember there's over 400 Irish companies that have operations in the US, along with the 700 companies that have operations in Ireland. Yep. So there's mm. a lot of traffic there. Um, California is probably the largest um, in terms of traffic from Ireland to the US. And we have over 140 Irish companies with locations across the West Coast. Um, and we service uh, San Francisco will be one of our um, main hubs in the mm. West Coast, along with Los Angeles. Mm. Um and we've invested hugely in our business class products. So Aoife was just talking about the new Dreamliner and our new Polaris business class. Um, we've also rolled out that experience in terms of our lounges and our airport hubs. So we have our Polaris business class lounge in San Francisco and L.A. So that's hugely Fab. popular with corporate travellers. Yeah. Love they a good be, business lounge. Oh, it's <laughs> fabulous. And not only that, actually, Polaris in San Francisco um, won the SCAR um, Skytrack's best airline in the world uh, oh, wow. this year so yeah like really it's a fantastic lounge um, I was there recently oh. um, <laughs> I was with a press trip <laughs> otherwise I'm not allowed to get in <laughs> um, but Illinois obviously is hugely popular as well like Chicago's our main hope for United um, but Ireland is actually the ninth largest uh, foreign direct investment partner in Illinois in terms of employment. Um, so a lot of corporate traffic between Dublin, Chicago um, and then onwards within Illinois itself. Um, but 
I suppose New York, Newark, we can't forget that. That mm-hmm. would always have been uh, hugely popular in terms of um, finances and, and financial centres as well. But um, Ireland is the 19th largest international importer of goods and services to the state of New York. Um, and we had Irish imports of 9.9 billion, 9 billion last <laughs> year. Um, so a huge amount of traffic to New York mm. and New York State. Um, so from the corporate side, those would be the main key ones for us. Um, and obviously, as you mentioned earlier, we have a huge amount of domestic destinations, mm. so like over 230. Huge. So we have a great connectivity in the US mm. that allows any corporate travellers to go um, anywhere. Exactly, which is a great advantage for yeah. us. And then leisure side, Aoife, yeah, do you want to cover? From the leisure side, it's probably no major surprise. The biggest one is Orlando. Um, the Irish seem to love um, Orlando. And obviously, you know, we have great connections from all of those um, hubs that we fly into from Ireland. Um, other on other destinations on the list would be Vegas. Again, probably no surprise. Um, New York is still really, really popular. And we are seeing the West Coast as well. San Francisco, Los Angeles become really popular as well. Another one to mention is the Deep South, as in Nashville for the country music. Oh, We're really really seeing that um, start to grow. I think the Irish, it's so affordable, I think, as well, to go across the Atlantic now down to these places. And we are starting to see a good bit coming up. So just like Nashville, we are starting to see people do more stuff that's a little bit off the beaten track, that it's not Orlando or Vegas. Um, We are starting to see them do like escorted tours, adventure tours, which would mean, you know, let's say go flying into Vegas, doing um, a tour right across to New York and flying home. Um, The Rocky Mountains, um, the most popular one obviously being Route 66 and we're really starting to see customers want to do just that something a little bit different Mm -hmm. and a little bit like California what we just spoke about you know they're flying to San Francisco and they might be getting a car and going across to Vegas and then you know flying in San Francisco flying home from Vegas and even going up right up as far as the winelands in um, San Francisco as well so there really is a lot more of the US to see um, than the main the main destinations like the Orlando's and the Vegas and New York. And then, of course, you can't ignore cruise. Uh, Cruise (laughs) is so popular. Um, the top, I just looked at an article this morning, the top 10 busiest uh, cruise ports in the US, we fly to all of them. So, you know, it really, we've great connectivity yeah. mm. to get your customers down there. Um, and of course, they make double centres. Most people don't just go for the cruise. They do mm. tag on and have a little holiday. And of course, there's a stopover option when you're flying with us. So, yeah, they will probably be the most popular routes um, from the Irish, Irish p- passengers anyway. Fab. And what would be your most popular destination overall? that you fly to yeah, yeah I think like it depends I mean like we're seeing a huge increase in terms of California yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we're really starting to see that come back up a little bit I think it's so popular that you can do the two if fly into San Francisco and come out from Los Angeles and mm-hmm. um, we were about recently just in Los Angeles a few weeks ago and we were down in Anaheim which has Disney you can mm. forget that Disney is yeah. there as well so y- there's just so much to do in California as a whole the north of California as well where Martina yeah. just was yeah a great national park as well I was over um, we were at a sales conference but we were lucky mm. to get a few days beforehand <laughs> to explore um, and I went to Yosemite and I just thought oh, it was amazing it's yeah. been on my list for years um, like I love the national parks in the states in America they mm. have some amazing national parks but Yosemite was always up there for me mm. so I got to spend not enough time but a taster. a taster yeah, yeah. a bit of a, a taste bit. exactly but there's so many other places like Death Valley and everything that yeah. I'd love to go to um, but I'm, it's definitely on my list to go back 
um, to do that. Yellowstone is up there for me as well. Yeah. I'm quite got there yet. You're Work in, the right, in progress. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Right trade, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, bo- I'm working for the, the, the correct airline to yes. get to these places. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, so, what destination do you think um, more Irish passengers should start looking to explore with United? Any destinations? Yeah, I have a few. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't well, have just one. Um, I was just having a good think about that this morning and the west coast of Florida. So Orlando mm. is obviously Orlando. It's mm. really popular, has the parks. And Miami's on the east coast as well, um, along with... Um, Fort Lauderdale but on the west coast is Tampa and Sarasota Clearwater um, it's on the Gulf of Mexico as well so the water is a lot more warmer mm. because you're not on the Atlantic mm. side um, there isn't as many waves so it's a lot safer for kids um, it's only a two hour drive to Orlando from um, Clearwater for example Clearwater is very near to Tampa and I really feel there's so much more to see on that west coast um, I was actually in Sarasota a few years ago and the the beaches, the sand is white, pure white. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Just beautiful places that's kind of a little bit untouched. It's yeah. not as commercial, let's say, as mm. the east, like Miami and even Orlando. Um, so I would love to see more uh, the Irish customers go off the beaten track to look at these new places. Mm. Um, and then the West Coast. I think there's so much more to California than what we've just even spoke about. Because we spent a bit of time there, we've been seeing a good bit more of areas of California. And it's just... There's so much. There's wineries, yeah. then there's the beaches, then there's... But also skiing. then, yeah, we have some amazing... San Francisco obviously is a key hub for us, but we have some really lovely destinations that you can get to, mm. um, especially as a business traveller. Mm. You know, if you're going for business um, or even going to San Francisco for a weekend, take a flight to Tahiti or yeah. Hawaii yeah. because we have amazing flights mm. uh, and connections from San Francisco to he- Tahiti and Hawaii. Mm. How Catch long would those flights be? Um, I think they're only a few hours. Like they're not very long, but you could definitely four hours, three to four hours. That's all right, but it is. And I mean, like it's a wholly, completely different experience. Um, San Francisco could be a bit cold sometimes, whereas you could catch some surf or whatever in Hawaii and uh, get a bit of sunshine. Just relax. Yeah, that wouldn't that would be you'd you'd necessarily think about. But it's it's great to know the possibilities are there. And it's not very far when you're in San Fran. Like as Eva was saying, it's only another Mm. you know not even four hours. Mm. So it's Um, like going from here to the Canary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah exactly. Um, that'll be pretty much up to air guys and the click and go sales team then. Wanted yeah. to, be, to be pushing these destinations. Yeah, so, exactly. And you, you would work closely with them. Wouldn't yeah, you? we do. So we work really close to a click and go. So you will always see our availability come up um, whenever you're doing the searches. And uh, we again, as I was just saying, we have great connectivity from all our hubs. So mm. really, there's a destination. If you were searching it, we are flying there. It's very rare that you wouldn't see. Our, yeah. our, our flights there so yeah we have a great relationship with Click and Go Brilliant right. now the final question so we, everyone can now we can get a bit more personal <laughs> with you we love to ask um, people this and this, this could go on quite a while considering <laughs> the amount of places we've already yeah. mentioned or you've already mentioned where you've been to so we'll start with Martina first of all um, your favourite holiday destination first of all one that you've been to okay. and the next one where you want to go to okay <laughs> so right I'm going to do favourite holiday destination I've already covered in the States, which is definitely <laughs> California, okay. right, for yeah. sure. Um, outside of the US, um, I'm slightly biased because my husband is originally from Namibia. Um, so I've been to South Africa and around the African continent quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so that would be by far probably South Africa. Namibia is my favourite holiday destination. Brilliant. It's probably the most beautiful and Namibia is so untouched. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah really. It's really amazing. It's a safari experience. So um, 
And of course, I have fond memories of my honeymoon there. So <laughs> for me, that would be definitely has a up sentimental there. value. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it was it was an amazing experience. Um, and I suppose one that I haven't been to. I'm really mad into diving. Like I love, you know, um, yeah. My husband's a diving instructor as well when he lived in Jordan. So diving is my new thing. And um, recently we went to Belize. Um, great connections from New York, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but just FYI. Yeah, just FYI. Um, no, I Belize was amazing and um, probably one of the most untouched um, barrier reefs in the world because a lot of the barrier reefs now are, are suffering from climate change and, and, and warming. Um, so I would love to do um, Micronesia. So I was talking to a friend of mine. They said around Indonesia and all of that area, Micronesia, mm. That's where I want to go. That's okay. where I'd love to spend like 10 days just diving the reefs, wow. you know, Amazing. before they're all gone. gone. <laughs> That's <laughs> a real bucket list yeah. destination. Yeah, totally. But I, I think with some things you need to do sooner rather than later. And these ones, you Definitely just need sooner. Yeah, yeah, because if you wait 10 years, there's not going to be probably that many barrier reefs in the world left, which yeah. is the unfortunate reality. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. But that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> Eva. Wow. Um, so the first one was my most favourite. So my most favourite, we actually discussed this this morning and I was going back and forth a few places. <laughs> I have been lucky that I have flown to a few places um, with my job. Um, just a couple. Yes, just a couple. <laughs> a handful. Um, but I just kept going back to New York City. I just kept yeah. going back to it. Um, I've, you know, I've been very lucky in my job that I've been able to go a few times and I just keep going back to it. Every time you go, you see something new, the boroughs, um, the centre of the city, you know, it's the centre of the world. You, um, you could come off a plane tired and not knowing what time zone you're in, but you, you just go out for a walk and that's it. You're mm. wide awake and you've just been there, Steve, as well. Like yeah. you went there last year and it's just, it's the city that never sleeps. But that is like, that is something that any, anyone we speak to on the podcast that mentions New York. Now, that was my first time there. And you're spot on. It mm. is exactly like that. You get off, you're a little bit tired. It was raining. Mm. You're a little bit drained. The young lad was at me. Uh, the wife was at me. <laughs> yeah. It was sort of like... Everyone and was then at the you. minute you go out for a walk, <laughs> yeah. it's... Energised you. Wow. Yeah. It's just, there's, there's a certain buzz and a certain... Yeah, and it can be as hectic as you want. You can go with the full-on shopping. I mean, obviously the shopping is has to be mentioned. Um, Actually, right beside Newark Airport is a mall called Jersey Gardens and it's tax-free in New Jersey. I've heard <laughs> so it's, it's a, really, really good. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go for that and then you can go into the city, but also you can have it as quiet as you want. You can just have lazy walks around the boroughs around Brooklyn and um, Central Park Um. You can have a nice brunch. You know, it can be as manic as you want. But yeah, there's just always something new. And yeah. people always say like, oh, but you've done it before. And I said, I'm telling you, I'll find something new. <laughs> you've, never, you've never done New York. No, yeah. So no. many places. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. many totally. different experiences. I nearly get frustrated when I see something new because I'm like, oh, no, I need to go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be my favorite destination. And then favorite destination to go to. To go to. Um, the extreme opposite of Namibia, um, <laughs> <laughs> Costa del Sol, um, which is obviously very well known with the Irish. Um, I do have a bit of a family connection there. You know, over the years growing up, um, would have gone back and forth. It's such a popular mm. destination. Um, my own grandparents went all the time. My parents, so you know, it, it all fell down. We all went as well. And now with my own family, we've started going. And there's a lot to be said. It's a short, lovely mm. flight, two hours. Mm. Um, there's so much to see. You know, you, you can do obviously the big resort 
um, places but then you just take a few steps back and you can get lovely little small hotels um, there's something for everybody it mm. really is like Spain is a great Malaga. Malaga, yeah, yeah Malaga in particular mm. um, and you know it's just it's just really easy to go to yeah. and you know you get your sunshine and I think we forget about it some people dismiss it because it has maybe that name from growing <laughs> up you know it yeah. just was had all the high rise um, hotels but yeah we, we love it We it, it draws us back most yeah. years um, and obviously with a three year old short of the flight the better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not ready for um, long haul although he has been to New York twice but yeah, um, yeah. how old is he? he's three in November three and he's been what twice a life. already he's very, well he was very small so he wasn't <laughs> on the move yeah. we were all lucky to get to tomorrow I <laughs> yeah. suppose yeah. 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 he's very lucky now he just goes to Spain um, on a short flight but yeah that's probably my um, outside New York that's probably yeah, one of my favourites yeah. any bucket list destination please? I always when you just said Micronesia the French Polynesian mm, yeah. islands it was it's always my bucket list I mean obviously it's so far um, there in New Zealand I've always had a longing to go um, someday I was mm. there someday were you? yeah yeah. <laughs> I was in the Cook Islands yeah Martina's been everywhere yeah, <laughs> but yeah th- that's probably I've always Bora Bora was always yeah. you know we said for the honeymoon yeah. It, that didn't happen no. uh, but yeah um, that's probably the bucket list so Sunday cool I think brilliant nice destinations yeah. yes yeah. great that was everything fab covered. yeah everything covered I yeah. think fabulous thank you thanks very guys much. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. Thank thank you. thanks very yeah. much that's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast thanks to Aoife, Martina Stephen and as always thank you for listening We hope you've been enjoying the podcast and the destinations that we've been covering. So if you have any questions or suggestions, drop us an email at podcast at clickandgo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode and all our previous episodes, please subscribe, rate it or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it and spread the word. Next week, we'll be talking about a way to travel that's growing in popularity, solo travel. So until then, goodbye.